Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got some big news today for y'all. I've been saving this. I didn't want to let y'all know, but I got my own show. I got rid of a whole starting five. I'm done with those clowns. I kicked them off. Solo shice in the game. But I'm just messing with y'all. It's your boy, Bruce Corsai, live from the studio. The studio is empty, except for me. I have uh, all four of the other guys in the five are quarantined because they went to do research at Magic City to see what happened with Lou Will. But uh, once again, Courtside Mondays, the gang's all here via Zoom. I am live in studio, of course. If y'all could see them, they all ugly. If y'all could see me, you're welcome. And then Alex makes the ugly face. But yes, it's Monday. We are almost here, guys. Three more days until basketball. Three more sleeps. I'm going to kick it to the PG. Hopefully, y'all can hear what he's saying. If not, I'll just cut him out. We can just do the solo thing like I said. But again, what's happening, team? What's happening? Hey, it is Corsi Monday. Hey, man, I'm uh, so excited uh, that you guys get to hear us again. The best hoop show in the land, man. It is the one and only Mike Kell, the PG, the Magic Johnson of the show. Making sure this thing is moving like a fast break, ending with a dunk. You know that it's showtime. Every time I'm on the mic with the squad, man, my guy Bruce holding us down with the stool. DJ Bruce, hey, Muster, you better, you better watch out. It's my guy on the come up, man. But I'm here with the squad, man. D starting five, man. The center, PG. And now we got to let you guys know that the shooting guard is here. What's the deal, Mr. Inglewood himself, Mike Ida Pappy? What's up, man? Ah, uh, what is good? You know what it is. Magic City Mondays, Mr. Ida Pappy. What you say? <laughs> but you know what it is. Big Mike Ida Pappy in the building. Corsair Radio, live, living color. We back at it. Got some raw, real basketball knowledge in your way. And uh, you know what it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be a new... New session up for y'all because uh, it's been a lot going on. Blue Will had to do a lot, and uh, we love it. I love it. Yes, sir, man. So, you know, the shooting guard, point guard center in the building. So, that means the small four got to be in the building. Mr. Snowflake, Larry Bird, White Chocolate himself. What's the deal, Hines? <laughs> shalom, shalom, my friends. What's up, guys? We're back. What up, what up? We're live, straight from the village in Beverly Hills. We're looking out, talking about the latest and greatest in the bubble, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Celtics. Hey, yes, chill, sir. So, chill. of course, you know, we got to take you down to the downtown dirty. Maybe he was there with Lou Williams. He might have some inside stuff. Yeah, he got the inside scoop. Yeah, Wait he got the scoop. Because he Yo. was there, too. But the power for himself, Mr. Phillip. What's up, Phillip? What's good, baby? Man, I tried to tell Lou Will, man, you got a postmate it, bro. But it's like postmate don't go, don't do deliveries to the strip club. So I was like, dang, man, you might have to slide through there and get them wings, boy. That's an ATL staple. Y'all don't know about that. We don't know nothing about that, dog. <laughs> yeah, we <don't> <laughs> All we got is high price, crazy girls. Hey, crazy. Hey, that's the biggest. And Sam, let's not leave out Sam. <laughs> yeah. High price. The high price. So, hey, speaking of the strip club. Speaking of uh, Lou Will, the sixth man, which uh, Drake called him in his track, great track, I might add. But man, what, what is first of all, what is our take? So 
Do y'all think he only went there for the wings or did he go for the pasta, which I heard is fire? Like, what do y'all think he ate while he was there at Magic City? I'm going to kick it off because I'm in studio first and I got all the facts. I sent it to the chat. <laughs> Lou Will has his own wings at Magic City. Lemon pepper barbecue wings at Magic City. This is exactly why he went. It has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, he was about to be locked down in the bubble for another few months. But he went for the wings, man. You know, maybe a couple legs and thighs. <laughs> breast? Did he, he get might, a breast? He might have wanted yeah, some breast, breast meat. He might have had a couple breasts. Maybe a ten piece. But know, yeah, I definitely. I think he went enough. for the the wings that are named after him. And you know, it being Atlanta and strip clubs are basically no different than your McDonald's at the corner. Like you go to the strip club on Tuesday at two p.m. just to get the lunch special. You know, so it's different from hey. most cities. Atlanta is known for their strip clubs, and they do everything there. Tell, tell me this: how how often do you have to go to the strip club? For you to have your own meal named after you. Like, dude is there Sunday morning. People are at church. He at the strip club. Yeah, bro. It's not about the amount him. of times. It's about the amount you throw. If you got exactly. your in the rafters at the strip club, then you're doing something. Hey, let's right. not forget that that could be considered a form of praying if you think about it. <laughs> on a Sunday. They're just, look, they're just trying to get some tax write-offs. Hey, you're worshiping a body. Pay your car, though. Get your rent paid up. You know, I got you. You're worshiping no, your yes. body, my friend. Praying that way, you know, I get it. Hey, so hey. when you go to the strip club, what's your favorite meals to eat? Like, other than the chicken wings, do y'all, do y'all ever go in there and be like, let me get a steak from the strip club? First of all, bro, I've never, bro, I've never bro, eaten at a strip club. I've never wanted to eat at a strip club. And never ate at a strip club. But that's because no, you're from. But that's because you're from Los Angeles. Like, the only time that I eat at a strip club, I, I, a, I, I usually club. end up at a strip club after eating and Bro. going for drinks. But I've only been to a strip club like three times. Yeah, see, well, like I, I said, all got to be a different level of. You are from Los. Sleep on the breakfast special, bro. I'm just I'm saying, just, LA. We cannot comment on how Atlanta strip clubs are handled because it is literally like a regular restaurant. They do to go. People come pick up. Let me they tell probably you got to go drink. Man, like everything you know goes down at the strip club. Bro, you, you, you compare that to Waffle House. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. No, I'm about to say, you compare all the strip clubs in Atlanta, they're like Waffle Houses in the South. They're yeah. everywhere. They everywhere. Taken care of whatever you need. There's you one got. for every day of the week. And we Twice got, and on we got Sunday. Actual- and we got actual strip clubs. Just to let you know, like they get booty butt naked in strip clubs. Like, ain't Atlanta. no private room upstairs where you gotta go see the booty butt naked. The booty butt naked is right there. Right there, everybody. They walking around like that. Hey, so but I've never been. That, that spread they put out for you, bro. The buffet they have, ridiculous. Buffet bro. at the club. At the club, the buffet with the lobster tail in the buffet. Sorry to say, but so you can go out there. You can eat you some 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 ribs uh, and ass at the same place. And, yeah, and get a and get a and get a haircut. Get that line up real quick. Get it tight. Get it right. Get it right. Hey, that that is crazy. So so, what are you guys' take on it? Like, he's going to be out ten days. He has to quarantine, and then he's going to be able to come back. Should have should it have been more days? Should he kind of been punished for it, or is it just like don't be dumb like that? You know, again, like what do you guys take on the? The uh, the period he's gonna have to sit out because he's gonna miss this this first game 
So, uh, Bruce, since you in studio, you got it first, and we'll go to you, Philip. Thank God you got to miss 10 games. Whoo! I appreciate it. I, it's not fair. It's not right. And from what I'm hearing, the articles I've read in the detail, it's not because he went to the club is why he got 10 days. It's because of where he went while he was out. They know he went to a funeral. Uh, yep. Blessings to the family, you know. My condolences. He had to attend a funeral. I'm not sure if it was for... Uh, it was for, a, I think, a male, maybe an uncle, or maybe his father or someone like that in the family. But because mm-hmm. he went to one of those settings where there was a bunch of people, likely no mask, you know, things like that, is why they said he had to take 10 days. Not because he went and had some Lou Will wings at Magic City. But yeah. I'm just glad he got that first game. Uh, Clippers just <laughs> lost to Sacramento, too, in, the, uh, in their scrimmage today. <laughs> Kawhi was looking lost. I think Kawhi's just upset right now that Lou Will got to go to the uh, the booty club and he didn't get to go. So I think it's beef. I think it's beef on the team. Kawhi not hey, signing had, back there. He had that picture at the strip club. But, Phillip, what's your take on it? Bro, like, I, I agree with Bruce, like, he was indoor with a whole bunch of people. You know, they're not social distancing at a church during the funeral. You know, they're giving out hugs. You know, they condo- I mean, uh, they're condoling. they consoling each other and all that stuff. That's why. But the NBA had to save face. Like, when it, they surfaced, they was at the strip club. They had they couldn't really suspend him, but they had to save face in some type of way. As far as, like, uh, a Zion and all the other people that left, they're getting tested daily so they, they can avoid this uh, quarantine period when he comes back, you know? So the fact that he was out and then he got shown out partying at the club or whatever is why they actually uh, gave him that 10 day to kind of save some face. Yeah. So, Hines, what's your take on Lou Will going to the strip club, funeral, getting 10 days? Because I thought it was going to be 14 days. I thought that was the rule. If you were to leave, it was just two weeks. I thought it was that too. I thought it was a two-week grace period. But look – some of the facts also that we're missing were that the NBA also caught on to this because of the photo that Jack Harlow put on his Instagram story where yeah. he was with Lou Will. He came out with an excuse saying, I posted that because, you know, I missed Lou, haven't seen him in a while. But we all knew that it was what it was because he quickly deleted it. And, and the fact F- that he had the mask. He had the NBA exactly. issue mask there's that is no exclusive way, to the bubble. There's no way that you can they hide They just that. gave there's that. No way, yeah, there were no way that they could hide that. He got that at the hotel when he was there. That's what they gave him. Like Exactly. Look, when I, get, all I get going to be at a funeral and being with family. I have no problem with that. And you're still going to have to enter the bubble again once you get back. You're going to have to be in a quarantine period when you go out, right? So that makes sense. But you know what your value is to this team. He is that valuable and that much of a difference maker, especially now that he's going to miss two games that are proceeding when they're literally battling with the Lakers to end up in first. Five games out, that's it, right? So this is bad timing, and it's a bad look on Lou Will. I understand going to a funeral, but after that, your responsibility is to keep yourself safe and keep your teammates safe and stop doing things that normal people would understand is putting themselves at risk. Look, the MLB is locked down now, and now the NBA is having this, and it only magnifies the situation. Because you look at quarantine, he wouldn't have had to quarantine uh, if he had just went to the funeral. They didn't come out with after that until after the picture came out. Yeah, and it's just no, they the would fact test that him, though. he wasn't yeah, no, testing. I agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. He, he wasn't testing every day like Zion was doing while he was out. So that's why Zion was able to come back four days. I'm right back. I'm ready to go. Let's make this playoff push. But, Mike, what's your take on uh, – Lou Williams 
the whole incident uh, and then the time that he's going to be out? I feel like right now, just for him to be out the 10 days for his Magic City escapades, I feel like it was more of... I understand that he originally was clear to leave for an important matter that needs to be situated, but he him detouring to party at Magic City is irresponsible for keeping containment. Like for he'll be irresponsible for not keeping containment, and it could potentially host the spread of COVID nineteen on a separate, on like on a uh, on a secured atmosphere. It's like you cannot take that in there, even though we understand that you just wanted to get out after. Whatever emotional I heard that the wings in. Was taking too long And since he's Lou Will He just went in to check To see what was taking so long Because the Lou Will <laughs> wings Were for Lou because Will Because he said My He ran into me. Jack Harlow Jack I was like Oh what's up Lou He was like Oh take a pic real quick what's And then he just went to the kitchen And was Brand like Chef what, what happened And then and, he bounced right and, after He threw about And shout out to And I want to give shout out to Lou Will For making that move But then for putting Perkins in his place. The oh my God! The hey, roast, <laughs> <laughs> flame. That That's that all you Lou Will said, "Bro, I'm gonna see you, and don't tell me it was on TV stuff." So and let but you know that. Uh, what you say, Mike? I was gonna say y'all missed out. Also, they have a high, high going for these catfish nuggets. That they say is flight up there. Apparently, oh, catfish nuggets Johnny, is hidden anywhere yeah, in the south. Magic City, they, <laughs> anywhere hey, in the I south. Don't, I don't. I could. I can't vouch for it. They say they fire, but Johnny Manziel said Magic City has the best chicken strips he's ever had in his life. And I said that that kind of got to be hard. But did he talk about? Did he talk about the? Did he really say chicken? Did he say chicken and strippers or chicken all, strips? I trust his party. I look. I trust his party etiquette. Was yeah, it chicken and strippers or chicken strips? You gotta. You gotta be clear. Hey. You, hey, you said what? Hey, <laughs> hey, so to keep it LA, to keep it LA, so we can talk about the strip club and Louisville all day. Let's talk about that real team in LA, that purple and gold. Two new additions. Just uh, chime in really quick before we get to this Bruce's team of the week. Yes, sir. Uh, how, how, how y'all yep. think? Um, how y'all think uh, Jr. and Deion Waiters has looked so far in these scrimmages? Look great uh, today. <laughs> Look. Great today. Uh, we had waiters with uh, eighteen today. Jr. with twenty. He had six threes. Um, yep. Honestly, and you know, LeBron and AD did not play today. Again, it was a scrimmage. Nothing major. We didn't we played the Wizards, but the Lakers like pretty much had their foot on their neck pretty much the entire game, and it just looked good to see them getting more comfortable and actually see Jr. once he got that freedom to just be able to knock down shots. No disrespect to Avery Bradley because he was playing defense, but if you've watched Jr. these last three games, he is going after these dudes on the defensive end. Not only the offense and he's able to shoot. We know what Jr. can do offensively. He's going to knock down an open shot. He's not scared to shoot. He can shoot a fadeaway, spin, whatever you want to see on IG. He's capable of scoring the basketball and he can get really hot. But what I've seen on the defensive end from Jr. is what I really like. And then Waiters, in that pick and roll, able to get to his spots and create either for himself or for others, it's just really good to see what those guys have so much, so little time that they've had with the team. I know Raiders has been with the team since, you know, early March. Before, But, yeah, before I mean, he was actually with two days before the lockdown, he got signed. Mm-hmm. So... It's been really nice to see, like, that they will be some bright spots for us. 
Hey, and it's exciting because the Lakers need a guard play, uh, and they're getting it from these two guys. And, and it's, it carries. I over. think it's better than any guard play we've had all season, honestly. Yeah, like, all season. Yeah. Especially you get a little bit of both. Avery Bradley brought the defense that none of them can touch, but these guys bring a little bit of both. And we didn't have another guy that can go get a bucket off the dribble. They can literally go get a bucket off the dribble, or Jr. can create a little bit for himself. Jr. is not technically a spot up shooter. He kind of needs a little bit of movement. But that's what yep. you like. You know, he can give you the, the head fake, the hezzy, uh, a little, like a couple dribbles and pull up, take it to the rack and give you a reverse or something like that. He's attacking the rim, taking lobs. He's much more athletic when you when you watch him play compared to somebody like Avery Bradley. Again, I'm not shitting not on true. Bradley, but no, JR no, looks I, I really good day. for us right now. So, Hines, what's, your, what's your take looking from uh, Boston in? What's your take on uh, the two new additions for the Lakers? Look, I, I think they're both working out surprisingly well. And to piggyback off of what Bruce was saying, like I've noticed that J.R. Smith works best when he has an alpha male on his team, like LeBron James or a Carmelo Anthony, a guy where he can truly play off of him, you know, in tandem. Yes. With this Lakers squad, what we've seen so far is he doesn't necessarily need that alpha male anymore. He can work with a bunch of other guys on the court too and still mm-hmm. take over and manage the scoring load. I mean, he shot six for seven from three. Like, that's exactly what the Lakers need. They're getting, they yeah. might not be getting, look, they lost Avery Bradley, which I thought was a big loss. But in turn, they were able to get two players whose defense combined can kind of make up for what you're missing with Bradley to some degree. But their Agreed. offense, their offensive game way is way beyond the value that Bradley was bringing to this system overall. They have two guys <laughs> that really can create their own shots that can be amicable threats for defenses to actually have to guard and respect out on the perimeter. So they're looking really good so far, and then the Lakers are looking better off for them. Yeah. So what's your quick take on it, Phillip, the, about the two new Lakers additions? I'm just glad that J.R. Smith, because he's been out, even though all the players have been out of the game for three or four months, J.R. Smith's really been out of the game for a year. So it's, it's good to see him Over back. a year. He hasn't played since November 2018. Exactly. Yeah, it's good like 18 months. And looking well um, and putting up numbers, man, that's, that's the sign of a professional. He stayed ready to go, and he's out here now. And I think Deion Waiters, same thing. I'm piggybacking on Hines, but they both fit well into the system. And let's not undervalue J.R. Smith's playoff experience, bro. Man, thank you. You know, he's, he's what, top three and uh, three points made in the finals or, what, or whatnot, you know, so, like, he, he's going to be ready to go. He's been Check there. out Phillip doing his research, Look baby. I Phillip love it. on Lakers. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is Jr. actually ranked top three in three pointers made in the finals? Yeah. Come on, Earl. Earl. Yes. Earl. Yeah. My boy Earl. Earl. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look that up. Hey, Mike. So, what's your take? So we can get on to this. Alex, like, man, is that a Celtic? What? What's going on here? <laughs> My take is Wait, that what? I love. Oh God, you're stupid. But I love the the addition that we made with Dion and Jr. Sir Earl himself. I feel like those two players together, especially when they're, when they're on the court, if they, they can be on the court together, they can be on the court individually. All they mm-hmm. bring is what we needed. They bring someone who could take the ball out of LeBron's hands. They can make plays for themselves. We All we needed was somebody who could create offense for themselves. Somebody who could yeah. be at least a person who was like, okay, we can count on you to go ahead and either get a play. He's number four. That's what I'm talking about, Phil. Number four. Hold up. Three-point field goes made all time. Steph, LeBron, Clay, Jr. Corey Gray? That's crazy. Danny it Green. is. But I do feel like 
that's a, that was a good that's a good stat on that one. But I do feel like Deion Waiters is a player that can be more offensively gifted, but he doesn't have to have plays called for him. J.R. Smith could be a perfect pick and pop. He can be a perfect. Let me get the last. Uh, let me get a shot off. We need somebody to get a quick three. Be in a corner. You know that's LeBron's favorite spot to get his open shooters, especially when he draws double teams and triple teams, or when he mm-hmm. drives to go ahead and kick. He goes straight to the corner. That's his number one spot to go to. I was like, so these people right here, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, great addition for the Lakers. I see it as a positive step in his championship run. And uh, let's keep it up, baby. Consistency. As long as they didn't bring their Henny and that gummies, man, that should be fine. No, first of all, Hennessy and Black and Miles did J.R. right. I don't know what the fuck happened. He came in with his Black and Miles and some Hen dogs. He's straight. If we find out that's why, sharp diet. that's why he only packed seven pairs of underwear. Y'all seen that? <laughs> oh, that's weird. That's what? What? Hey, yeah, you you this hey Courtside Radio what with the Star Five. Thinking? We are here. Thank y'all for tuning in. Courtside Mondays. Courtside Monday. Courtside, baby, you know what it is. Yes, sir. The Good News Radio app. Courtside. And then for all the people who listen to us on all the other great uh, platforms. Uh, thank you guys so much for your love. But it's that time of the week. Uh, it's Monday. That means coming at you. Bruce's team of the week. You got it, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm going to show a little love. We're going to take it all the way back to the 90s again. We're going to kick it off in 91 with our Chicago Bulls. Ooh. Michael Jordan's first championship. No. I know y'all happy about that one. Everybody can show a little respect for something like that. Except maybe beat the Lakers. I hate very it. much so. And, and that's a that's a that's another reason why I, I, I brought this up is because yes, he did beat the Lakers for his first championship and also swept the year's previous champ, which was who? The Pistons. His his, his kryptonite. His kryptonite. But the Bulls. Uh, 61 and 21 in the Eastern Conference that year. This was their uh, highest win total as a franchise, you know, until you, of course, we, we know what they did with 72 and 10. But started off the season slow, lost their first three games, and then um, they took it there. You know, they went to the next level. So, uh, Jordan won his scoring title that year. He's a, He won an MVP award that year. Uh, of course, he was an all star. Uh, they they won the division, of course. Uh, swept the uh, Knicks in three straight games. Semifinals beat the Sixers. Then they beat the Pistons, like I said, swept them in four straight games to get to the Lakers. And they beat the Lakers. Mind you, the, the, the Bulls drafted Tony Kukoc this year as well to end that season. But yeah, I just want to show a little respect to the, to the GOAT, of course, Michael Jordan. Averaged 31 points that year. Second uh, in command, of course, Pip, average 17. Um, the Pip, greatest of all time. Pip led the uh, team in assists with six, almost seven. Uh, they, Him and Jordan both averaged uh, close to three steals. Pippen was closer to two, but Jordan was about 2.7. Also uh, about a block each a game. These dudes were like, it wasn't fair at the time in basketball back then that these guys were able to do what they did. They were like just men amongst boys. It took Jordan, of course, time to get there. But him and Pippen, just that was like when they started to just like, all right, man, me and you, we're going to dominate the league for the duration. And uh, I just want to pay my respect to the 91 Bulls, 90-91 Bulls on their first championship because that was big and it was the start of something that, you know, that pretty much changed basketball forever. 
Yes, sir. So, man, that's this week's team of the week. Moose's team of the week, man. 91 points. Go and look okay. up, man. See you. Uh, Jordan Pippen, Horace Grant. Great, great, great team. But, man, let's get to that culture news, man. Last week, I know we laugh, we joke, we talk about Kanye and uh, him and his quote-unquote presidential rally. But, man, I just wanted to say this week uh, and have my guys chime in. Just, man, pray for Kanye with everything that he's dealing with uh, mentally. Uh, with me uh, being someone my father is dealing with something like pretty much similar, I can understand that what he's going on, where he gives you the sporadic uh, behavior and things like that, that, man, we just need to truly come together and not laugh and joke, just seriously send our love to this man because, you know, he has children, he has a wife. Kim Kardashian pulled up in Wyoming today to like, you know, be with her husband. Dave Chappelle pulled up last week, Justin Bieber, and a few other names, man. He just needs our love, so. Uh, love and support, yeah. man. Mental health is very serious, and very much. people think that because people have money, that it solves all problems, and it doesn't, because like they say, more money, more problems, and then you have an image to keep up, and things like that. And then people don't take you seriously when you want to be a serious person. Just because you made money selling music doesn't mean that you technically can't have a political opinion. But, you know, when you are making this much money, honestly, you're very close to the politicians. You're very close to these guys that make these decisions for the world. And he's going through a lot. Of course, he has. He's been going through a lot, especially since he lost his mother. But yeah. I just want to, you know, again... Respect to Kanye, brother. We love you. We here for you. You know, the com- we're not going to all let, let you down. We're not going to always kick you to the curb. Everybody mm-hmm. understands what we go through. Us black folks from the inner city understand what it is to have someone close to you that you think is okay. And then the next minute, they flipping out. Yeah. So, show some love to the boy and make sure everything good out there, man. Yes, sir. What's your, what's your take on it, Hans? I send my prayers and support to him and his family because it's a lot to have to deal with any person that you're go that you're close with dealing with a health crisis, let alone a mental health crisis. But we can't forget that this man does have a base of people who are loyal followers that listen to what he says, that listen to it like it's gospel, and that can be a scary thought when the comments that he makes that are out of context, right? Things that we look at as he's not well with another person, they, they see that as gospel. So mm. while it's important to remember that this is a human being that does need help, there are still responsibilities and there are still ways that your actions can come back and haunt you. And I'm not saying that the stuff that he's going through is not valid. I'm just saying that he is of the platform and has the power to influence so many people at such a broad base that any little thing that he does can be put under a microscope and misconstrued and then taken advantage of. And he just needs people around him that's going to truly support him and let him know when he's wrong and just have his back because man, that mental health thing is, is a fight, man. Yeah, you don't uh, want a bunch of yes men around you, that's for sure. But that's but yeah. that's what we've all thought. That thing, uh, Mike, got any words on uh, Kanye? I do, I do. I feel like his bipolar disorder is very, like it's detrimental to him and the people that's around him. But it's like, you have to understand, he's at a point where he doesn't want to control it. 
he does want to just let these things occur and li- like live his life as it is and take and have people take him for who he is. But it's like it's it's a cry for help, but he doesn't know who to ask, how to ask. He feels like everybody's against him and he feels like everything that he believes in that everybody is is oh well you're gonna downplay it or you're not gonna be on my side. You don't really love me like you say you do. Like he really he really has looked at life in a different aspect and it's like he his perspective is rather weird or peculiar but it's 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 a cry for help and he doesn't know how to get it so just pray for his family him and the people that's around him that he can actually get the help he needs and deserve. Philip you have any uh, any words on Kanye before we move on to uh, the next part of the coaching news yeah man like hopefully uh, hopefully everything's okay with him man honestly like uh, I know people have been making a lot of jokes out of it, a lot of memes. I know like a lot of people are hurt that he's actually going to try to run saying that it might affect like the outcome of the election and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just hope the best for bro, man. I hope he does well and he gets the help that he needs, honestly, because this is a serious situation. And if we as normal people can learn anything from it, I think that that's a valuable lesson to be learned. I'm sorry that all this information is public and stuff, but people go through this in their everyday life. So, you know, I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So if you guys don't know uh, much about these different mental illnesses that are tuning in, make sure you guys go and check them out and look them up, man, because you just never know who's dealing with depression, anxiety, PTSD, or, you know, bipolar all these different things and it's just a real thing especially in the black community and make but, sure uh, you check out chill will radio because he always <laughs> touching on mental health shout yes, out sir. my so, boy will shout out chill will for that one. our guy chill will so bruce uh the last thing with our coaching news i'm gonna hand it off to you first because i know you're gonna have a great take on this so last week we had snoop dogg dmx versus and the one that people are screaming for now is usher Versus Chris. Come Brown. on, man. No contest. Come on, man. Let me know who you got. Man, no disrespect to C Breezy. No disrespect at all. The kid is a phenom. He is the one that we've always wanted around. Like, we've always praised. We love everything he does. But come on, man. Usher. Chris Brown, Usher can play one album Confessions and kill it. He can go back to Nice and Slow or whatever we want to use when it comes to Usher. And like, I know it's it's mainly because of where I'm, where I've actually like, like what generation I'm from, you know? Like, I am the one who will always support someone like Usher because he I've seen him grow since from the 16-year-old kid dancing on TV and stuff like that. But uh no one can touch Usher to me. Chris Brown will have his moments in the in the battle, but I think for sure that uh Usher gets that one. No doubt. I'm going to get these guys back in here. We just cut them off because we uh we're on Zoom and we did not get what we needed when it came to our premium account setup, so but they're back. They are back. I got I got my boys back in. But uh let me see if they can hear what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm back, fellas. Y'all here? Yeah, oh, we hear you. Man, y'all know I got this. I'm over here DJing, putting in Zoom passwords. I'm talking about Usher. I need a raise, Michael. DJ Shice right in the building. But yeah, like hey, I was just 
Y'all probably didn't hear me. Man, I'm out here putting up. I'm over here with LeBron game one uh, against the Warriors (laughs) when he had 50 and then JR out here uh, taking the book. Bruce running all giving goals and he passing to himself. Off the the glass. uh, and Hans, Hans, you gotta go last because I don't know if you listen. But to Usher y'all heard, but y'all heard what I said, but, uh, right? Y'all probably Usher. heard a little bit of what I said. I said Usher, it's no question. I know it like nice and slow. Let it burn. Confessions. He had the second confessions. My boo Alicia yeah. Keys. I mean, we can go <laughs> all the way right back, now. bro. Like it's Usher. Yeah. Like what do you want? What you want? <laughs> you don't have to call. Like come on, what? man. Bro, I can give you what twenty. Is Chris Brown talking about talking about he ain't got no competition. I'm like I'm choosing Usher, bro. Usher, 100. I'm gonna tell you I'm right sure now. I, I nah, love I me some Chris. karaoke. And I got Chris. I can give you every Usher track. I don't gotta look at the lyrics. Nothing. <laughs> every go to Mike. Tell him when you came over did karaoke. They don't want no Man. smoke. I grew up. I grew up <laughs> listening to Confessions, man. I grew just, up listening to Confessions. Oh uh, man, Philip, who you got, man? Chris, just real, real quick. Chris Brown or Usher? Who you got? Let him know. I, I got Chris Brown, honestly, bro. And here's why. <laughs> and you from Atlanta? That's, that's the here's why. Here's why. You, you want to hear the story? Yeah, give me twenty here's tracks too while you at it. <laughs> hey, so here, here's the, here's the reason why. Because yes, Usher is the legend OG. That's who we grew up on. But Chris Brown took the torch from Usher and elevated it to another level. Nah, That's bro. I don't think so. Do from MJ, but MJ came and Kobe tried to emulate him, but never quite reached it. I think you what? Huh? What? He not you Kobe over here comparing? You over yeah. here? You over here saying if Usher was Jordan? There we go, guys. Chris yeah. Brown has surpassed him. Jordan, bruh. Can we cut him out the Zoom? Y'all might not be able to be on the show because I'm getting rid of him. I can't do this, Philip. I can't. I'm sorry. He's muted. He's muted. It's on you, Mike. We can't. I'm I'm tired of this. Appreciate that. I can't can't just let that slide. Like what? What? But like what? But honestly, I have Usher. Like it's not even. It's not a challenge on that end. I don't know what Chris Brown say. Like, oh, it's no competition. Yeah, you're right. Actually. <laughs> I was like, Chris yeah. Breezy, you you want you are one of the most talented young cats from beginning to end. You had your miscues and fired on Rihanna. We're not gonna go back to that. <laughs> this shit. But <laughs> but I was like, but you honestly like you are you're a talented dancer and singer put together. So was Usher. But Usher's catalog will kind of surpass yours because consistently, Phil, consistently, Usher put out hits from yeah. young boy. No, from slack a, from a young cat. I'm just saying, Chris Brown elevated into another level. This nigga's funny. Come on, bro. Hey, bro. He's fun that planted the new chain for 10 years. Hines, irrelevant. Hines, Usher, or Chris Brown? Look, I can sympathize where Phil's coming from because when you think about it, Chris Brown is a wild rapper. Like, he's very, just vastly different, and he's a great lyricist, too. Usher, though, can make a lullaby into literally a million dollar hit. So he's I'm a better writer uh, too. Yeah, he's just a better overall writer, and I'm thinking that hopefully during verses he'll actually come up with stuff that works. Yeah, blends. So, I mean, they got so. Hey, so it sounds like Corsair Radio. We rolling with you, Ush. So hey, I hope yeah, for, and we looking for a fifth because. Uh, Philip has yeah. now been kicked off Phillip the squad. Brown, musically inclined? I don't think so. Where's Danny? Where's Danny? Danny would agree Danny, with Usher, Danny, so that's Danny not even a question. Save you on that one, man. Nah, Danny yeah. gonna pick Usher. Danny old school. Yeah, 
Danny love him some R and B. That hey, that's true. Alone, alone, alone. Hey, but man, once again, it's that time of the show, so y'all can hear one of our dope, dope segments. Uh, It's that two, four, pick and roll. So two, four, Mike, Philip, y'all got it, man. Yes, sir. You already know we're going through right now. We about to do the two, four, pick and roll. I got a couple games. I'm uh, I'm gonna pick my win. I'm gonna pick my winners, and I'm gonna see if uh, Mike is gonna is gonna roll with me or not. Hey, but. These are going to be the actual games because this is going to be our last segment before the actual game start up, Mike. So you ready? Okay, I'm ready, big dog. Holla at me. What you got for me? All right, I'm trying to go right down the list, baby. On Thursday, first original game, the first real game, Utah Jazz versus New Orleans Pelicans. You know the Pelicans, the Jazz are already in the playoffs and they're a formidable team, but the Pelicans are hungry and they're trying to make that playoff push. So, with that being said, and Utah losing their home court advantage due to altitude, I'm going with the Pelicans. What you got? For being early in the season, especially because Zion has actually made it back to the bubble, I feel like in the early game, the Pelicans can go ahead and take this one. But later on, as as the games progress, Utah will be a more formidable opponent. But right now, them young boys over there with Zion. They hungry, hungry. bro. Have you, exactly, look, yeah. hungry. hungry. Have y'all look, seen how they've been Bruce, playing? Hey, and for Bruce, young Zoe, young Zoe trying to be out there doing his thing. Not so, only Zoe, but they got, they got the youngsters, uh, Alexander Walker and Jackson was balling the other day together. Hey, Jackson let that, hey, he's, he's, defensively, he's defensively better than I thought he was. Yes, healthy, Frank Jackson is one of their, their extra defenders <laughs> that they're trying to use. But the kid, uh, Shay's little cousin, Nikhil Alexander Walker, has been... Like, I saw it early in the season in the summer league last year. I was like, man, this kid kind of good. What's going on here? And as the season progressed, he was getting minutes like here and there, here and there. But they unleashed him again because a lot of teams, like because of these three scrimmages, you can see that they have tried to like allow the the players that aren't getting a lot of minutes to kind of see what the rotation is going to be going into the playoffs. And they like, man, Nikhil Alexander-Walker can run the point, create for himself. He can shoot, defend, everything. So, yeah, Pelicans all the way for they me. They say he's not missing the playoffs, but he's going to the playoffs. So they need all these games, he told me. He told me that on the phone about the day. Who told you that? Yo, JJ. J- oh, yeah, JJ missed no playoffs. <laughs> he ain't going to miss the playoffs. I'm saying New Orleans making it to the playoffs, bro. They might win eight. It's a big one. We just talked about it. I know y'all boys LA'd out. So we got the LA Clippers versus the LA Lakers. Lakers, nigga. Lakers. I got Lakers. I got Lakers right now. God damn it, I got Lakers. Nigga, rolling no, without no Lou Will, no Pat Bev, <laughs> no Montrez. Yo, but the crazy part is Vegas got Clippers as the advantage going into the game. So I don't know if they know that the Lakers going to coast through these next few games because they already have the number one seed. Yeah. Are they going to coast through these games or are they going to come out and actually like a rhythm going into the playoffs? The Lakers have to win three games. With all that being said, I'm still picking the Lakers. So go ahead. Uh, you guys I was, I was also going to say the Clippers have a they have a chance, you know, at a at a great game. You have the Clippers. You have two superstars and two people averaging 18. Monster. It's the Clippers. And then I got to throw this one in here. The next game I got for y'all on Friday night. I got to throw this in here for my boy Himes. But this is a big Eastern Conference 
I know we're not doing that anymore in the playoffs, but this is the big Eastern Conference matchup. We're going to have the Bucks versus the Celtics. Ooh. Milwaukee. Ooh. Oh, Milwaukee. Tell them again, Mike. They ain't here. Milwaukee. Yes, sir. Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Uh, you rolling with me or what you doing, Mike? And this, this early in the season, correct? Yeah. But you know Giannis don't, mm. don't matter. Giannis go 100% all the time. He don't, he don't care mm. what time here it is. So you know what? I'm going to shock the world, y'all. I'm, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to Giannis this time. I know. But that's what I'm saying. You're taking early in the season. Let's go, early baby. in the season. Giannis don't care what time it is. You got check, check. I understand that. But no, put it this way. What I'm saying is, I'm saying that to say, I don't believe in Chris Middleton showing up early. I believe Chris Middleton will work his way back into being his 22, you know, trying to be a product, you know, trying to be a great second player for Giannis. But right now, the Celtics has four go-to players who can utilize, who can utilize their dribble. Talking about take people off the dribble, score when they need to, play both sides of the court, three of them at least, because Kimba's a, a liability sometimes on the defensive end, pass just playing the passing lanes. But you got to think about it. Go the ahead, Hines, wrap it up for us. I know, look, I know, I know Hines waiting on it, but Celtics Go ahead, wrap it up this for us, Hines. Go ahead, early in the season. Hey, Milwaukee by 20, that's all I'm saying. The Celtics are hey, the you younger put wings squad. On it? They'll you be ready to back, back into it, wings it. immediately. Jalen Brown's played well. Jason Tatum's played well. This is going to be the face that Giannis makes after losing to the Celtics on opening night. This could be the 97 you know, Bulls ooh, versus the Celtics. The playoffs. That might, that Alex might be is the picking this up. False. False. All right, let's it's early in the season. That's what I'm saying. It's early in the season. Two pick and roll. You know, we got the games. We got the takes. My boy broke my heart, man, not rolling with me on the last one. But we got two out of three. We we still in sync. We still in sync, baby. Let's go. Pass hey, on two out of three. You got to hit that hey, pick look. and roll like Deion Waiters. Hey, so Ooh. that's a two-fold pick and roll. Hey, make sure y'all check out the IG. Philip. I'm going to have you drop those uh, drop your team to see if the people rolling with you or not uh, on on IG, so make sure y'all check out our IG Courtside Radio. Y'all better know how to spell Courtside. Y'all better know how to spell Radio. Courtside. Not radio. if they actually radio. Hey, and don't forget that we are also going to be live the original day as well, Thursday, six thirty. Make sure y'all tune in so you can check out uh, this week's uh, Celtic Dump. You can check out yeah, Nas Michael segment. <laughs> It's always fire. But before we get out of here, we got to wrap it up with our final topic. So we started off in L.A., our hometown at first. So we're going to finish it up in NY. And um, first, I got a shout out to a guy I actually saw a couple weeks ago at my uh, uncle's funeral. Rest in peace, Uncle West. But Kyrie Irving. Uh, hey, we, he family now. You family, Kyrie. Hey. Family, family, family. Cuzzo, cuzzo. But uh, Kyrie <laughs> donated $1.5 million to WNBA players decide to sit out for social injustice or COVID concerns. So shout out to Kyrie, man. Man, that's Such huge. That's huge. Shout out to the rally. Shout out to yeah. the rally. That's huge, hey, bro. Shout out to the rally, bro. Got to get you on the show, homie. But big time move paying those those women who are going who sit now because of the things that's going on when it comes to Black Lives Matter and then the COVID. That's a big time move. I wish more wish more players would do it. Shout out to the WNBA period. They had some of their best numbers ever this past opening weekend with everyone tuning in. So much love for the NBA guys rocking their orange WNBA hoodies. I threw mine on. Uh, I checked out the Sparks Demolish, um, the Phoenix Mercury. Mike, what's up? 
I said it. WNBA is probably the most lit league right now. They were playing Uchi Wally while somebody was getting a bucket. Hey. Like, I said, hey, you know what? Hey. All hey. love to you, ladies. All love to you. I want to give hey. a quick shout out to the WNBA underscore Wubble. Following all the news coming out of WNBA. Follow up. That. Follow up. Got a couple interviews already up and looking to do some more. Yes, sir. Um, Congrats, big dog. Just, just to keep it uh, NY, so you got the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie, shout out to the 1.5 mil, showing love to the ladies. And then, if you haven't heard, the team in New York that I don't know why still to this day we still talk about them, but we do. Shout out to my guy Buster of Hoop Nations is his squad. But the New York Knicks has hired a new coach, a coach that we all know. Tim, Tom Thibodeau will be the new head coach of the New York Knicks. Um, they got some young pieces over there. Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett. Uh, you got Julius Randle there. They're going to have a top three pick where they're hoping to get mellow um, ball. So what do you guys take on this move of Tibbs going to uh, New York and the future of the Knicks? You got it first, Hans. I think that this is actually a great move. I, I want to start off on that first real quick. Tibbs has been there and done that. He has brought a defensive mindset to all the organizations that he's been associated with. The Chicago Bulls and the Timberwolves were both defensive-minded teams that all had one similarity. They had a star guard that was leading them at one point or another. Tibbs has done that with a star-level guard in these organizations, and I think pairing him with R.J. Barrett will make his development that much better, turn him in both an offensive-minded stud as well as a defensive-minded stud that will lead his squad a lot better. And I think that it will also benefit Dennis Smith Jr. And let's not mention, uh, let's not forget to mention, I should say, Mitchell Robinson. He's going to benefit from this greatly. He's worked with Joakim Noah. Tom Thibodeau will apply a lot of the same teachings and the styles that he had with Noah to Mitchell Robinson. And I think it's going to help him a ton with his game. I think it's a great move, but I'm going to fall back on a quote that I actually saw on Instagram. The Thibodeau hire is a great hire, but it won't make a difference for New York as long as James Dolan remains an owner. Big so let's facts. also not forget, in all of this nonsense that's going on in the world, we also need to remember that James Dolan is still the owner of the New York Knicks, and we need to get him out. ASAP. ASAP. Expediently. Um, Expeditiously. What's, what's your take on this Knicks move and what you think their future is going to look like? Uh, big, honestly. Tibbs is a great coach. Tibbs, like, is one of those coaches that establishes a culture with the team. And then people start to kind of follow through, especially with some young talent. You want some guys to kind of learn, like, you know, what it really is to be a basketball player in the NBA and to be with the coach who has championship pedigree. You know, Tibbs has been on, I'm sure Alex could tell you, some championship teams. Um, or a championship team, but also a very good Bulls team. And like I said, just getting the most out of the talent and understand, like, because not to, not, not, nothing against New York, they have some dogs out there that, you know, pretty much like could translate you know with Tibbs coaching style and there's a few guys that you probably got to get rid of but then there's a lot of guys that I think he can you know make this work with and I think it's good for New York and I'm not here to say that you have to get rid of an owner technically like Dolan's horrible and yes he should go he's not going to though he's a New York Knicks owner he's been that way and he's gonna be that way for a while but you just need somebody that's not afraid to tell him to shut up sit down and let me handle this I got it yeah it's the Knicks job is kind of like coaching the Cowboys in football, you got to get somebody that's strong-minded, strong-willed that tell the owner, 
just sit your ass back, go ghost, and let me do what I do. So that's why I think Tibbs is going to be good for uh Philip, what's your take on this next move? I don't care about the Knicks, honestly, bro. Like, until, <laughs> until the owner gets out of there, they trash, bro. I don't care who they get in there. I think it might be even uh, – it might even impact Thibodeau's uh, legacy, bro, going over there. That's a terrible – that's a terrible decision by him to go undertake this, man. But good luck to him, man, I guess. Hey, he, it, it, it can be terrible or it can be great because if you turn – He turns it around, yeah. They, yeah, they haven't made the playoffs since Melo. So if you can just make that push – that, hey, you're going to look great. What you feel about it, Mike? I don't know if they're going to – oh, my bad. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it, though, if they end up doing these combined uh, conferences next year during the playoffs. So if they keep this combined thing, they're going to be too far down in the East to just sneak no. in the AFC. I agree. I agree totally. So what you got, Mike? I feel like this was a great pickup for them in the aspect of Tibbs brings a defensive mindset and a winning culture. But it's like he has athletic players and he has young players he can use them to, okay, let's use your length, athleticism to, to become better defensive players, and that will help your offense come easier. You'll get easier opportunities on offense, and I will show you how to play at a winning level, or at least give you the tools to, if you want if you want to win, do what I'm saying. Trust me, I know it works. I've had teams that have gone to the playoffs, six to win teams with the Bulls, and then I had, think about this. He has everything he needs he just doesn't have the winning aspect in New York because they haven't been used to winning. Yeah. You know what? They're, they're more known for no, – they have notoriety, but for not winning. I think they That's need one point. more player that they will yeah. be getting soon. I think yeah. it all comes from the draft. And to mm-hmm. add, like, something that we've been seeing in these scrimmage games, a team like Denver. And I, I wanted to talk about this just a little bit before we get out of here is, like – Big man. They have just these guys that they've drafted late in first round, late in the second round, early second round, and they have Mm -hmm. been so patient with their players. Even Jokic, they've been very patient with him. And to see them unleash him at point guard, start a team full of centers. You had Paul (laughs) Millsap was the shortest person on the squad that started the other other day. You have Jokic at center, you got Bol Bol, Jeremy Grant, uh, Millsap, like... I mean, it just shows that they have basically been so patient. And they know because a, a smart a smart franchise is going to say, man, the Warriors was killing. Like, even with the Warriors out right now, you couldn't sit here. If you were smart, you'd be like, man, we like this window right now with LeBron out there, the Warriors out there, Giannis out there. We can't sit here and say, like, oh, we got to win right now. You have yeah. to slowly build these teams. So if that means taking top-ranked talent – that may be a little bit fragile and injured that you can give rest to, why not? A lot of these teams look for these home runs right away in the draft, and that's not usually the the case. You have to sometimes take it a little easy and give these guys a chance to develop because they're young. They're 19. They're coming right out of college. They may not have even played college. They might have been injured. Like, the body will heal. They still need time to grow. Like, be patient with these guys. Bruce, I think that's a great, great take. And I think they need to look at a team like the Nuggets and just say, I know it's New New York is like L.A. Our media is like, win, win, win. We want to see winners. We don't give a damn about any of that. But New York hasn't won it so long that they should really say, hey, guys, let us take our time. Let Tibbs get the guys that he wants and need in here so that we can slowly build y'all a contender that maybe three, four years down the line, 
y'all going to look back and say, damn, we even built ourselves into a Warriors-type team. And I guarantee the Warriors would rather be like, take what they did instead of saying, uh, Steph Curry wasn't the guy right away. Let's trade him. It didn't work. So you got to have some patience. And I really think that's what the Knicks need, patience. And forget the media. Focus on your squad. I like this pickup because the last time they had a defensive-minded coach like this was Jeff Van Gundy. And we saw that how scrappy that team was and that they made it to the finals a couple times. Um, so let's just see what happened, man. We need Knicks basketball to be big because if you have L.A. popping with Lakers Clippers and we can have the Nets and Knicks popping and you have that team up in Boston that wears a terrible green, it just makes the NBA that much better. But, um, man, hey, that it's been a great show. We kill it like always. If you ain't listening yet, clearly you don't like good shows. And that's what I feel. The Storm 5, Michael, Mike, Alex, Philip, Bruce. Bruce, since you're in the studio, I'm going to have you close this thing out, man. You got it. Yes, sir. That's it, fellas. That's it, everyone. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. It's Corsi Mondays. We are here. Uh, NBA will be back by the time you hear us again, and we are patiently waiting these next three days. I don't know if I'm going to sleep the next three days, but once again, it's your boy Bruce Corsai, Michael to PG, out of Pappy, Philip Three Bound, and Himes, LA. That's what you can find us on social media. You can also tap in on Twitter with your boy Sir Bruceith from Normandy. But uh, I appreciate everybody <laughs> out here and. We thank y'all, man. Uh, we gonna go on and dip on up out of here. See y'all on Thursday, and the NBA will be back. We will be in full effect. Go Lakers! We taking it number seventeen coming this year, y'all. Let's go Celtics! Get the fuck out of here! Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, man. Much love to everybody, y'all. We out. <laughs> y'all boys. Hey.